Welcome to the Luke Page podcast. You're listening to episode number 51. Um, you can stay up to date by releasing you every uh, new I'm releasing you episode every couple of weeks. Um, and you can stay up to date by clicking subscribe. So make sure you do that. And also um, follow me over on Instagram. So my handle there is at Luke underscore page. Uh, so this episode today, um, I really, really enjoyed it. It was with Sarah Dawkins. Now Sarah is a healing and health coach. Um, she's got a she's got a background in nursing. Uh, she's also an author, and she's basically gone through you know a journey in her life where she's had a lot of health issues, complications, and challenges that span across decades, and. You know, she's done the normal thing. Her being a nurse, you know, she's gone to the doctors and the doctors have basically said, well, you need you need to take this and you need to do that and everything like that. And no matter what she tried, she the, the problems persisted. So because she just wasn't making progress, she then ended up exploring alternative ways to heal herself. And it's led her down the path on what she's doing now to, you know, her writing a book called Heal Yourself. Um... And um, yeah, this is a this is a, such an important episode for every single person to listen to and have awareness around. Um, and I just I just you know I say to to yourself, just come into this episode with an open mind. Um, there may be things that Sarah and I discuss that uh, are against your beliefs or you know what you've been taught growing up because I know some of them were definitely against what I've been taught. So coming this with an open mind because guess what this episode is called how to heal yourself. Welcome to the Luke Page podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my last vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. Um, yeah, I wanted to chat to you, yeah. Thanks for reaching out, by the way. Um, when I, you know, quickly found out about what you do with your book and what you've been through and everything like that, I thought, you know what, I'd, I'd actually really be curious to speak to you, yourself because even though my podcast is mainly about um, business and helping coaches grow their online business, it's also I also do speak to people about health. Why? Because I I prioritize health in my life. It's such an important thing. And um, as I've gotten older, I'm 35 now, Sarah. And like, as I've gotten, when I say older, like as in the last five years, I've, I feel I've woken up a bit more in life. Yeah. And I've become, I've become kind of aware of how, you know, if you follow the everyday way of living, what we've been told on how we should eat and how we should treat our body and how we should stay healthy, it's, it's not, it's actually the wrong message. And I've kind of realized this. Um, my dad last year, he's got, he's been diagnosed with a a stage four, like really aggressive brain cancer. Um, and I actually lost one of my good mates to the exact same cancer a few years ago. 
And by him going through the process of it, you know, doctors telling him that, hey, you're going to die in 12 months time, most likely pretty much. He ended up living for seven and a half years and he basically, yeah, he followed the doctor's um, you know, the, the, the chemo and all that in the beginning stages, but it was like not working. And then he goes, you know what? Well, if I don't do my own thing here, if I do what the doctors say, I'm going to die. So he went yeah. out there and did natural alternative medicine and all natural stuff, eating right, doing all this completely basically opposite to what the doctors. And yeah. he, look, he ended up passing away because, you know, no one really survives from this cancer yet. It's, it's you know, there might be a handful of people in the whole world but he lasted seven and a half years when the doctors gave him 12 months. Um, and that really opened my eyes, Sarah, to I'm like, hmm, I think there's more going on here. Absolutely. And then, yeah, when you reach out to him, I'm like, I would love to speak to you because I'm so in on what you're about. And I didn't even know exactly we haven't met, of course. No. But as soon as you said that, okay, doctors say this. And of course, doctors are amazing people and, you know, but I think yeah. it's yeah. living in Australia or America or something like that, or even UK, I think too much. We're too, we just run for the pill too soon. Yes. Yeah. So, and yeah. it's so easy to do. It's so easy to run for the pill. You know, hmm. I can continue this lifestyle and just take a pill, which will take away my symptoms and therefore yeah. I'm healed. But actually, yeah. we're not healed, you know. We're just, it's just removed some of the symptoms. Healing is a lot deeper. Yeah. Could we get like a little, like a, let's get like a backstory of kind of how, um, you know, what you've gone through. And let's give like the, because obviously I've got an idea of what you've gone through and everything like that and what you're doing with your life now. Just so the audience actually um, know, can you give like a, yeah, just Give a backstory of what you've been through and what you're doing with yourself now and what your beliefs are. And let's just kind of have like a kind of a chat. I'm just going to jump in if it's cool and smash you with questions when they come up. And yeah, let's just do that. So yeah, what's, what's like, what's happened to you in the past? What have you been through? And um, just start wherever Um, you feel. Okay. So I'll I'll start right at the beginning, but give you a brief backstory. My mom's uh, was a nurse um so I followed in her footsteps so we were raised in the medical model the doctor you know if you've got a problem you go to the doctor you get a pill you get healed yeah um and I followed in her footsteps and it was when I first started my nursing somebody just asked me a question and I'm like I need to go and look at that because you know there's obviously something outside of the medical model but I'm not quite sure what it is so I did that started the ball rolling that was around 2005 Um, And I started looking outside the medical model at healing and lifestyles and what we could do to help our health. Um, And I'd gone through uh, from uh, usual childhood illnesses and everything. And then from 2005, I started looking at different ways. You know, if if I got a cold or I had eczema, you know, for a long, long time. um, And I, I thought, well, you know, what can we do for the eczema rather than steroid cream? And then I'd had psoriasis and an underactive thyroid and I um, had adrenal fatigue. I'd had suicidal depression. Um, I'd had a candida infection in my gut. Um, I'd had severe debilitating headaches, Um, one frozen shoulder and then a year later, the other frozen shoulder, Um, back pain, knee pain, hip pain were all the things. What's a a frozen (laughs) shoulder? 
it's where your shoulder just you, you you lose the range of movement in your shoulder and it literally becomes stiff and solid and 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 it was so painful the pain mm. is is a deep-seated um achy dull but really intense pain yeah um and i, I lost a lot of range of movement in my shoulder so i, right. I um, went to the chiropractor who used manipulation, chiropractic manipulation, um, physiotherapy and um, acupuncture and gave me some um, physiotherapy to do at home as well. And I went and saw him twice a week for about three weeks, maybe four and then once a week for another couple of weeks and totally healed it. But the medical model is um, heavy painkillers and then if, um, because it will heal over time on its own. And if it doesn't, you can go into um, have surgery where they put you to sleep. And then the surgeon literally just moves the arm through all the ranges and just breaks all the adhesions that are formed. That's holding it in a stiff, you know, that stiff um, yeah. position. Mm. So that's the medical stroke surgical um, route. Whereas mine, I healed it with the chiropractor. Mm-hmm. And then the following year, the other other shoulder froze. So I went and did the same thing. Mm. Um, but there's, you know, there's ways that we can look at. Um, our body speaks our mind. So there's different ways. You know, what is underpinning? Why have I presented with this symptom? Why? Where's this symptom come from? What is it in my subconscious mind that is trying to tell me? in my con talk to my conscious mind that I need to manifest this physical symptom. Mm. So I love that. Um, that body yeah. speaks our mind. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's not my quote actually. That's uh, good, I think that's Gabor Mate's. Um that's all right. but it's very, yeah. very much and I use but I use that with my clients. You know, your body is speaking what's in your subconscious mind. So what is your subconscious mind trying to tell you? What is it that you need to heal yeah. to remove these symptoms mm. it's like um you know when you're talking about the eczema what do we generally do it's like yeah we need some cream on that thing absolutely absolutely and i did that for years yeah which steroid cream thins the skin yeah and that's um i think that's what happens a lot of the time we have some sort of illness um and there's something wrong with our body and then it's almost like we go okay we're going to we're going to target the symptom as opposed yeah. to realizing that yeah, our cause. body speaking our mind and getting to the cause. Yeah. Um, I th- do you think like, do you think more people are waking up to this or is it still like at a, such a, you know, minority? I believe more and more people are waking up to it. And especially in the current circumstances, because they've, they've, a lot of people can't get to see the doctors, so they're reaching out to practitioners like myself. What can I do? You know, I've got this symptom, I've got that symptom, I don't feel well. What can I do? I can't get to see a doctor, or I can't get the pills that I used to have. How can I work with this? So I do a lot mm. of work with people to uncover the cause of their symptoms. Yeah. So okay, and so you've had all those up. you've had all those things going on, right? Um, yeah. and is this like over the course of how many years were you, do you had all that going on? Let's go decades. <laughs> yeah, so like a big part of your life, right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. what was the point where, you know, things changed? You said that you were a nurse in the early 2000s and then someone, was it a patient, said, what about this alternative and that opened your eyes? 
No, I think it was another nurse, actually. Yeah. Um, she, she questioned something that I'd said I was going to do. And um, and then that's what started my research. In, and, and at that time, I was in a, a nursing in America. Right. Um, and I was literally on the computer virtually every waking moment when I wasn't at work or cooking or anything. And mm-hmm. uh, just researching. And, and d- so many doors would open as I started looking into one subject. And then I would have to go through all these other doors. And then they would open more doors. And they would open more doors. And it was quite mind-blowing initially because I'd been raised in the medical model. So yeah. to think outside of medicine to, you know, well, well, oh, I might try that. Or, you know, oh, you know, what's that all about? Um, and then looking at research that underpinned um, the alternatives that I was reading into. Okay. So like when you were, yeah, like when you were seeing patients, did you start almost you know, almost breaking the normal path and saying, hey, look, on the side, you should actually do this, yeah? Like, is it, what did you America, do? In America, no, in America, you have to do what the doctor tells you. There's the, mm. I had no autonomy as a nurse at all, whereas in the UK, we had a lot more autonomy. Mm. So, no, I didn't and because everybody gets sued in America. So, no. Everybody gets did. sued, yeah? Yeah, so I just worked within the medical model, but outside mm. of the medical model with my own family, I'm like, should we try this? Should we try this? You know, look at this. Mm-hmm. And also started making changes to our lifestyle as well, because part of one of the doors that I opened was the toxic burden on ourselves from, from our environment, you know, our air fresheners, our cleaning products, our mm-hmm. health and beauty, you know, your shower gel, your soap, your um, shampoo, conditioner, deodorants absolutely what are we using what are we putting on our skin because our skin's our largest organ so we yeah. absorb through our skin yeah so what toxins are we absorbing from the products that we're using yeah. um, and then just like cleaning products you know we're still breathing the um the fumes that come off those those chemical fumes and what have we got in our environment that's that's toxic so then i started looking at making all my own products um health and beauty started looking at alternative makeup um, and body products all natural uh, made my own made my own cleaning products so I bought some and made some mm. so it's quite a transition and it, and in doing so um, that helped my thyroid um, oh, yeah. on, yeah. on my healing process yeah. um, I learned that that because obviously the toxic load um, your, your body's got to detoxify before it can heal. Mm-hmm. So if you're on a healing journey and you're mm-hmm. still using conventional products, you, your body will be detoxifying every day from the products that you use in before it can start the healing process. So right. if you change to natural products, your yeah. body doesn't have to do the detoxifying so it can do more healing. Yeah, okay. It's like we're, you know, we're built and set up to fight disease, right? Yeah. That's, is that true? Absolutely. If you look yeah. at our ancestors, if they didn't fight disease, they died because those, mm. you know, those those medicine men and shaman and witches and mm-hmm. in in the past, before the NHS came about in the UK and before doctors. But if you didn't live in a tribe or you didn't have access to because it was you had to pay for everything before um the our national health service in the UK. So if you couldn't afford to pay, you would, I think it was referred to go to, to a quack where it was like an alternative doctor that was either cheaper or somebody knew somebody who knew somebody who said this remedy will work for that. But I mean, mm-hmm. 
our grandparents used poultices and and you know traditional natural herbal medicine yeah what do you just say that and look we're talking really broad here someone listening to this might be going oh well what are they referring to exactly like what exactly what specific illness or disease they referring to what would you say and whoever is listening to this you just i want you to relate it to yourself right now like a lot of the times we've all got something wrong with this like with me um i tend to have like a, a little bit of injury with my right shoulder which i've i think i've got from over time from throwing and bowling with cricket you have cricket yeah. you know cricket you're from the uk you know the cricket eh? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh anyone from america you probably don't know what cricket is but look it up um and I've got golfer's elbow in there, which I'm kind of like working on fixing. So there's usually something, yeah, with a lot of the time we've got these little things. And I think what a lot of the time is we just let it build and build and build and build and build it over time. We do nothing yeah. about it. Yeah. But coming back to that saying, our body speaks our mind. We're ignoring this. Our body is basically yeah. giving us signs um, that something's wrong. Yeah. And I think the really important thing, um, out of all this is that we can prevent if we get onto this early stages we can prevent the serious shit like my dad's got where Absolutely. he's got cancer he's gonna die from it soon there's no turning back it's too late he's neglected his body way too long in his life yeah it's got to the point yeah. where it's irreversible so that's what we want to do everyone we we want to get to the point where we've got time to reverse this stuff which is nuts yeah what do you think um what do you think? I had a question before. It was something to do with like Western medicine, you know, pills and tablets and things like that. What do you think it's ultimately doing it doing to us? If you got someone where they're like, all right, you know, every single time that I get sick, I just go for the, the pill. What do you think yeah. that's doing to us long term? It's making us sicker. We've we've been conditioned that when we're sick, what we do is we go to the doctor and the doctor's been trained that when he sees sick people, he finds what's wrong with them and gives them a diagnosis and he matches a pill with that diagnosis. And that's that's how doctors training is because sadly mm. it's funded by big pharmaceutical companies and medical equipment companies. And until that changes, the doctor will always find a problem and then match it with a pill. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, modern medicine, the doctors have all diversified and specialized. So you've got cardiologists for hearts you've got neurologists for brains you've got pulmonologists for lungs uh and and so they've in a way they've kind of stopped looking at the body as a whole and just yeah. looked at their one one part that they're trained and specialized in um and i i don't think they really look at how if i treat this one problem here how will that affect the body as a whole yeah, because they're so specialized. You know, they've got such specialist knowledge about the intricacies of, of each organ or each each part of the body that they work with. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the past, we used to treat the body as a whole because nothing is ever in isolation. It's mm -hmm. we are a whole. Um, yeah. I mean, there are doctors that have stepped outside the medical model and become integrative practitioners and alternative practitioners, but they've had to fund that research themselves, like, like I've funded my own extra training outside of being a nurse. So um, whilst the doctor is, is looking for a problem, they, they will often find a problem um, because that's what they're trained to do, sadly, whereas mm. I, 
when I'm working with clients, I, I try to get them to let go of a diagnosis because people will hold on to that diagnosis and, and then they, they become that. Their you know, identity. My, yeah. my underactive thyroid, my cancer, mm-hmm. my anxiety. And when we talk about it as mine, our subconscious mind holds on to that. And it's like, well, I don't want to lose that because that's mine. Mm. So we need to undo that. So when I'm working with clients, I'm like, so what symptoms have you got? And mm-hmm. why, you know, why is this, these symptoms manifesting now? What's And, and we look at metaphysical, I don't talk to clients about metaphysical causes, but we look at metaphysical. And what is it that, that you, what need have you got that you, that you need to present these symptoms with? Mm. And are you willing to let go of the need to have these symptoms to deal with whatever it is that in your mind is causing you to manifest these symptoms. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. I know What's what I'm the- talking about, but I need to make sure people, does it, does it make sense? I'm on this. Yeah. I'm on this. Definitely. Uh, I can't speak for the people that are listening to this, but they'll figure it out. Yeah. They'll but figure it out. But you understand what I'm saying. I understand what you're saying. So it's like, you know, it starts from the inside out type thing. Yes. As opposed to the opposite. Yes outside in right what do you think like an environmental cause sorry yeah you know if it's an environmental cause and you're breathing toxins um and then you you're going to cause lung problems or other problems so yeah what do you think that you know these really intelligent people doctors practitioners everything like that where they've you know spent years and years decades in some cases right studying health why do you think that they're, they're not actually seeing past their little bubble? Why is it that, say, someone like me where I dropped out of high school, yeah, where I can, I can come in and go, to me, health is pretty straightforward, yeah? Look after what goes into your mind. Look after what you put into your body and look after your spirit and soul. It's pretty straightforward to me. Some dude that dropped out of high school, but then say if you talk to some doctors, not all doctors, it's almost like they neglect the crazy mind stuff so much. And that's what I've found with my dad, which I've got pissed off. I've really at this at the beginning, I really, I, I, I really was angry at the doctors on the ridiculousness of what they did um, to yeah. when he had uh, surgery on his brain. So, so yeah, they they took out some of the tumor from his brain, right? And I'm not a doctor, right? But this stuff just doesn't make sense. So they, he had surgery. And then what they did is they basically kept him in a room, um, fed him crap food. He didn't get yeah. any sunlight. He felt depressed, isolated, unloved. And I'm sitting there going, this doesn't make sense. Like if we're trying to heal, why the hell are we taking away this just pretty straightforward stuff? And there's doctors that are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars being doing this a whole life. So crazily intelligent. Don't see that. And I was like, what's going on here? So why do you think, is that just because the bean, is it, is it the training, Sarah? Is it just purely, Hey, you're trained to do this way. Don't leave your box. I do believe so. Um, I've got a book from um, a doctor who, and she's, the book's called, don't let your doctor kill you. And I want to say it's Erica Schwartz. It was written a couple of decades ago. And she said, um, 
she, like most doctors, went into her training, you know, with an open mind and they want to become doctors because they want to help people to heal. Yeah. And she said during the training, they are conditioned not to ask too many questions. They are conditioned to find a, a diagnosis and they are conditioned to match a pill with that diagnosis. Um, and especially in the likes of America, so many people are being sued. So I think the doctors stay on that straight and narrow path because mm. that's what their training was and they don't right. want to be sued for maybe stepping outside that. That yeah. would be a, an educated guess as to what's going on. Mm. Yeah, um, you know what? And- it's so true because it's kind of like you think about it, like say politicians. Um, I don't know what your view on politicians are, but in general, most people probably don't rate politicians, right? There's some great ones, right. but a lot of them, there's some terrible ones. And if I, I was speaking to my wife about this, it's like when you get into the pol- the political game, your intentions are good. You're like, you want to serve your yeah. country, but it's yeah. almost like the only way you get to the top is you have to lie and you have yeah. to do yeah. deals behind the table. Yeah. And if you want to climb the top, yeah, you've got to do that because that's the culture. But if you don't yeah. and you go, you know what, I'm taking a stand, you get pushed out pretty quickly. So do you think yeah. that's the same when it comes to maybe the medical industry? It's almost like, hey, look, here's the rules. You've got to be this way. If you want to do it, this is the way you show up. And again, don't. this is your box and this is where you operate from. It's pretty scary. I would, I would take an educated guess and say yes. But, I mean, I do know that doctors get kickbacks from drug companies it's, it's mm. highly illegal, um, and it yeah. was it was brought to it to the light a few years ago um, for prescribing drugs and treatments. Yeah. So you know why would you, as a doctor, why potentially why would you not want to prescribe that treatment if the drug company says it's the best treatment and they're going to pay you to give that drug to to your patients? Why would you not want to? Mm. You know. But then you look at the training that the doctors are given on the medications comes from the drug companies so there's a whole bias around that drug because it's yeah. the medical companies the mm. pharmaceutical companies that are training the doctors on the drug it's the sales it's the sales at the end of the day i've got a product we need yeah. to sell it we need to make money absolutely absolutely mm, wow okay so what's like let's just talk a little bit more about um maybe a new if someone's listening to this and whether you're in and open to our conversation here and you're like, yeah, hell yeah. Like, I, like, like Luke, I see and Luke and Sarah, I definitely see what you, what you guys are talking about. There's that person there. Then you got the person where they're, they've come into this podcast and their idea model of the world is what the message is, which gets, you know, spruced across TV and our politicians, everyone like that, which is basically take the pill, take the pill, take the pill, take the pill. Or you get someone who's on the fence. They kind of heard about this natural stuff. But it's a little bit woo woo for them, but they're kind of open to it. What would be like, how do we, what's some tips around just staying healthy in general and, and um, yeah, being our well, most healthiest? Yeah. You've, I mean, you've, you yourself have covered some about your dad and what, what he was missing out with. So, you know, have a good social network, a good support network, um, have some sunshine on your skin, but without sun cream. Make that vitamin D. Oh, wow. Without it, sun cream. Because I absolutely, without. I smash sunscreen. Uh, in this, what would you say in Australia? Because we're known for really strong sun, which it's it's known. We're the country, the sun causes skin yeah. cancer here, yeah? Um, it's, not the, it's not the sun. 
What is it? It's the, the creams. Yeah. Wow. What do you What um, do you use to protect so, your skin from the sun? Would you say so you don't get burnt? There's a website called um, Environmental Working Group (EWG). And they review um, a lot of different products, but they've got a huge area on sun creams. Yeah. So if you need a sun cream, go and choose one of theirs. They've got a list of the most toxic to the least toxic. What is it? But Environmental Working Group. Cool. Are they worldwide? Do you know? Yes, it's a um, a website, and they, they cover all sorts. Um, I believe. Yeah. But um, but you need sun on your skin without cream. Right. So get, I'm not advocating getting burnt, but definitely yeah. get some sun on your skin so that you can mm. feel it and go pink, but not red. Yeah. Because the sunshine makes vitamin D3 and vitamin D3 is really important for mm. our immune system. Mm. And, and there was a huge campaign, possibly uh, when you were a, a little one, um, in Australia, slip, slap, slop. Slip, slap, slop. Uh, Hell yeah. Yes. Do you remember? <laughs> I remember slip slap slop. I say it to my mates. My mate, my because I put on so much sunscreen, Sarah. Yeah? And my mate, yeah. he's like a bit younger. He's maybe 10 years younger than me. And I think he missed that campaign. I went through it. And he's yeah. like, he, whenever I see him, I'm always putting sunscreen. He's like, man, you always put sunscreen on. I'm like, slip slop slap, man. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, I've yeah. been sold. I've been sold the slip slap slap thing. Yeah. I went through it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and it probably came from a good position, you know. Let's let the the sun's causing skin cancer, so let's stop that happening by you know staying in the shade, putting loads of sun cream on, protecting ourselves. But actually, we need the sunshine mm. on our skin. We mm-hmm. need to make vitamin D three. So get outside, get some sun on your skin. Um, what happens if I put sunscreen on my face but not on my arms? If you're using sunscreen, please go and check out on the EWG um, yes. for a, a, a non-toxic one. Non-toxic um, one. But, but absolutely, as long as you can get some sun to your skin, yes. you only need about 20 minutes a day yeah. um, to top up your vitamin D3 levels. So, you know, as long as you've got that your arms are in the sun for a good yeah. 20 minutes and maybe um, turning slightly pink. What does vitamin D do for us? It boosts our immune system. Right. So it's all about ultimately we want to have our immune system built up so I can fight off all this crap. Yeah. Absolutely. Fresh air and sunshine. Mm. Now, and as kids, I don't know about yourself, but as as kids, we played out from dawn till dusk in the dirt. So did I. I, I, They're they're the glory days. I feel sorry for the kids these days. I don't know how they do it. I know. Yeah. I know. And it's the dirt also helps to build our immune system. Mm-hmm. So we need to roll you know, around in puddles then? Roll around the mud? In puddles and make mud pies and play in the dirt and eat worms and all the rest of it, you know? So you're going to be eating it. You're going to be having worms for tonight then, Sarah. <laughs> no, I'll save those for the chickens. <laughs> but get outside, have some fresh air, do some deep breathing because quite often when we're anxious, we breathe very shallowly. So consciously sit down, even if it's like 30 seconds a day mm-hmm. and just do some conscious deep breathing, really slow breaths, deep breaths in and out and really expand your lungs. Yeah. Um, do some gentle exercise. Walking is great and so undervalued. You know, go for a walk, um, meet your friends, uh, eat good food. You know, if it grows from the ground, eat it. If it's made in a factory, 
don't eat it or mm. reduce the amount of time that you eat in it. Mm-hmm. Um, just look at, you know, what can I do to boost my health? Fruit and vegetables, exercise, sunshine, deep breathing, um, and get a good night's sleep. You know, try and get sort of seven, eight hours a night sleep because sleep yeah. is very important. It helps to regenerate us. Yeah, so this is all basic stuff that we all know we've all heard a million times yeah, yet yeah we don't exactly do it it's like um my wife and i became we're we're vegetarians we became vegetarian uh, i don't know four years ago or something like that um right. i call myself a 99 percent vegetarian where i will still have meat maybe once a month or something like that why because i actually enjoy meat um so Absolutely. it's a sacrifice for me. Um, but And I've been surfing for like the last two and a half years. I got into surfing and I don't get sick. I seriously, get, I, I, like every now and like I used to get sick all the time. Yeah. Used to get always sick. Now, maybe once every six months, I'll get mildly sick for a few hours. I will then have a nap yeah. and I wake up and I'm back to normal. Fabulous. And I'm like. It's like, it's literally like compared to how I used to always get sick yeah. when my twenties where yeah. I ate crap and I like drank a lot of alcohol Yeah, yeah. and I just like abused my body basically. Um, yeah. It's, it's seriously. And the thing is I'm getting older. So technically my body's technically meant to be in a worse off shape yet as I've gotten older and I've treated myself right inside and out, right. Yeah, it's made such a difference, and I feel so much yeah. better. I've got all the all this energy. Um, what's interesting so is, I, yeah, jump in. I just want to come back to the technically, as we age, we're meant to be in a worse state. Yeah, where's that belief come from? Is that not true? Where's that come from? That's come from, I guess, what we're sold. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I I watch. Uh, there's an 84 year old. Um, black lady bodybuilder. Mm. She looks amazing. She's 84. She lifts weights. 84. I've seen a hundred year old, a hundred year old gymnast lady. Really? So so it's Mm. conditioning as we get older, as we age, we expect arthritis and reflux and memory problems. And, Mm. but we're told that and we take yeah. that on board why why do we have to accept that if we look yeah. after ourselves like yourself like i am i'm mm-hmm. 57 this year but you yeah. know let's let's look at what can we do to help our bodies yeah age is just the number of revolutions around the sun why That's can it. i not stay healthy for the amount of life i'm going to live yeah exactly right 100 oh what was that question i was gonna uh oh sorry no, no, that's all right. I like my brain. Um, my brain is quite sp- sporadic at times. My, um, I've probably got ADD of some form, right? I don't know. Like I tend to jump on things and like I'm really known whenever I coach people, I'll, um, I'll talk about something and I'll go really deep on a rabbit hole. And you know where yeah. you've got a point and you're like, okay, you've got this point, but let's explain it through metaphors and stories. And I go deep. And then you're meant yeah. to bring it back to that point to finish it off and the, you know, the finale. And then I forget the original gone. point. <laughs> I do it all the time. Non-stop. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I do it too. Yeah. All right. So we've got all these things that, um, these basic things, get sun, get fresh air, 
be around good people, have love and connection. And guess what? I've remembered that point. Excellent. Isn't it interesting how all those things based off the state of the world and the pandemic is basically, I don't know, I don't know how it is in Spain, but it's nuts in Australia as in there's, there's not a lot of, um, the numbers are very, very low here, but as in the, the enforcement and the lockdowns and Melbourne's the worst in the world. We've, we're the highest level. I've been, I think it's 230 days lockdown. It's nuts. Right now there's, there's kind of riots going in uh, seven Ks in the city. Um, it's helicopters. There's hundreds of police with, you know, rubber guns, crazy stuff. And it's almost like the lockdowns are taking away all those things that you just said. What do we do in times like this? What do we do where it's like, you know, where, um, and I don't know, are you, are you in lockdown in, in Spain or is it open there? How is it all? It's, it's kind of open-ish, you know, but, but go out, socialise. We need people and we need body contact. Mm. You know, we, we have an energetic field that, that um, spreads out about six feet from ourselves and we need to be near people and share our energies. Yeah. And with that's, we've been denied that. Yeah. So I have to say, I, I will hug anybody that wants to hug. Mm. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have a fear. There's a lot of people don't want to hug, but there's a lot of people. One of my elderly neighbors uh, lost his wife about two months before lockdown and he lost his dog a month before lockdown. So he went into lockdown mm. on his own mm. and I met him sort of six months into it. And he's like, I haven't seen anybody. I haven't touched anybody. I said, do you want to hug? Mm. He's in his late seventies. He went, Oh yes, I please. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I lost my wife. I, I've got nobody to hug. So yeah. I gave him a hug. Yeah. You know, he's still alive. That was a year ago. Yeah. So, you know, be with people. Mm. You, we need to socialize. We are social animals. Get outside in the sunshine, do some exercise. You know, it's, mm. it's all our, our, what's good for us is being taken away. You know, stay home, don't go out, don't go, don't meet people. We need to be doing these. We need to go out. We need to meet people. Mm. And what about, the um you know we're, we're it's seriously it's so crazy the world we're living in right now you know my wife is uh yeah. pregnant and we're having a kid soon. congratulations thank you i'm scared like about bringing this kid into this world like I, I i melbourne was the seriously it was known for like like they would have city ratings around the world like we were we were in the top five best cities in the world yeah. And I was a major advocate for how great Melbourne is. Like it's seriously being destroyed how bad um, things yeah. are here and how like restricted our lives are being taken away for so long. Um, and yeah, I'm just like, where's the out for people? Because what's happening is that everyone's locked in their home and because we don't have the connection, we're on our phones and yeah. we've got nothing to do except watch the bloody news. Um, yeah. and, and I'm aware of all this stuff, Sarah. So I opt out, like, you know, I don't watch the news and I, I've, yes. I've snoozed everyone on, like, I've seriously snoozed so many people on Facebook. It's basically like, if you mention and talk about the virus, whether you're for or against it, whether you're a believer or non-believer, I snooze you because I know it's not good. The energy wise, yeah. the whole thing's bad. Yeah. Yeah. We don't even have a television. You don't even have a television. <laughs> there no. you go. Yeah. No. 
Because it's I, I don't, like that I yet. Doing, yeah, I can't be doing with yeah. all that. It's too negative. Yeah. So what do you say to people where they're like, they might be like, what the hell, Sarah? Like, you're crazy. Like, how do you not have a TV? <laughs> how do you not go on social media, for example? How do you escape all this type of oh, thing? I do, I, I, I do go on social media. I, I yeah. do have a phone and I connect to, I connect to like-minded people through social media. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a truth seeker. I'm looking for what's really going on. I'm looking for the truth. So I've only connected mm. to people um, along that vein to share mm. the truth, to help each other, to lift each other up because there's so much negativity in the world I'm looking for some positivity and I'm looking to, to join with the people who are sharing positivity. Mm, so there so, are, there are good things happening, but it's about, yeah. we need to, we need to build our social circle. See this, for me, this is a bit of um, a bit more of a spiritual awakening. It's helping people to, because people are isolated, they're having to spend time on their own. They're having to go into themselves. So it's a time where you can look at, what beliefs have I got and where have these come from and what am I doing with my life and why am I doing this and what's my end goal? You can do a lot of inner soul searching mm. and a lot of healing as well. Yeah. A lot of people are doing a lot of healing. I've got friends who said, oh, I've got a partner from 20 years ago who suddenly sent me a letter saying, I'm really sorry for what I did to you 20 years ago. Yeah. So it's for me, this time now is about doing a lot of inner work and soul searching and a lot of healing. Yeah. That's really important. So finding people and groups that are spreading positivity. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and I found that not so much where I live, but through social media, I've connected to an enormous amount of people recently. And they've I don't we've just happened to connect. You know, people have sent me a friend request and, and people on LinkedIn have sent me um, connection requests. And we're all very like minded people. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all looking for the positives and what can we do to help ourselves and what can we do to serve others? Yeah. So it's about, you know, finding the, neg- that finding the negative people to try and let go of them, but also finding the positive people because family isn't always about blood. Family is about who's there to support you. Mm-hmm. And I found a lot of people through social media mm-hmm. who are very supportive. I support them. They support me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, getting around the right people, you know, if if you've got people in your life and sometimes it's hard to, sometimes it's hard for whatever reason. Yeah. Family, certain, I mean, I've had, I've had like my wife's certain members of her family where they've like caused a lot of crap uh, with Courtney and I tried to break us up and everything like that. Some people is just like, it's, that's what happens. So, but there's also, people where you can easily choose to just move away from them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really important that you actually have the courage to do that. And it may mean temporarily you're going to lose a little bit of connection, but it's not good connection. It's negative connection. No. Yeah, go find someone that deserves you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and if you're, if you are, if you find out who you are, yeah. Because I lost myself for about 20 years. I, I, I stepped out of my true authentic self to try and as a people pleaser, which is a, a trauma response, which I've now I've healed that part of me now. Mm. And I've gone back to who I really am. You know, who who are you inside? Be your true authentic self. And the people who are around you but no longer resonate with you will fall away. 
but mm. you will attract people along the same wavelength. Mm. So just be who you are really meant to be. Work out where you, whose beliefs that it is that you're carrying, what beliefs you can let go of, what new beliefs you can take on board, and just be that person and embody that person, and new people will come to you. How did you? How do you find who you are? Like, if you got someone listening and they're like confused, they're like, you know what? I'm. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going. I know there's something. I know there's something not quite right about the life that I'm living. Like, how do you actually find yourself? It's you just have to sit down and go, you know, when I was younger, what did I like to do? What colors did I like? What clothes did I like to wear? What music did I like? What shopping did I like? Who was I when I was younger? Because we, we, as children, we were our true authentic self until we were molded and formed through society and family and school and friends. And then we, we, mold and fit in with so I, I I was sort of carefree um I, I was a hippie in my teenage years oh, and then nice. as I went into nursing and then I yeah. left the hospital and set up my own business and I went in to become a businesswoman so I'd left all that carefree behind I'm like I've got this business image to portray and yeah. um and I became a successful business owner but I'm like this isn't really me you know? <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's it's great and I've got these nice clothes and and I've, I'm mixing in these nice circles but it's not really I don't feel truly comfortable with who I've become mm-hmm. so um a couple of years ago when I was doing starting well about five years ago as I was starting my healing process I started looking at what did I used to do when I was younger what am I doing now where's the disparity what what is it that I'm not liking what did I used to like can I do more of that why am I doing what I'm doing now Um, and it was for people pleasing it was to you know I was climbing the corporate ladder I felt that I should be doing this as Mm -hmm. opposed to what did I really want to do yeah. so it's about finding what what really lights your fire what really makes you happy do more of that you know let mm. go of what people think because people everybody's got an opinion does everybody's opinion matter no not all the time who are you what what is it that you like to do what do you aspire to be yeah and i think if you know it's here hearing you say that like you know you're on the right track where you start changing your behavior and doing certain things and people in your life certain people in your life don't like it absolutely why because they're basically known you to be a certain person they like you to be a certain person because it serves them in some way yes and then uh you then going okay you know what i don't like that part of me anymore i'm gonna do this and then they're like that scares them it threatens them and it also shines a light on them as well it does because it it when you when you embody who you are and, and be your come from a true authentic self, quite often it irritates the demons in other people because it it I don't like the word triggers, but it's a, a new modern word. But it what your triggers are your greatest healers. Because when some when you're triggered by something, it's like, why do I feel the way I feel about what has been said or been done and then you'll find a belief that underpins that well whose belief where did that belief come from whose is it and quite often it's something that's come from childhood whether it's parents or school or friends 
And it's like, okay, so I need to change that because it no longer serves me because it makes me feel angry or whatever. How can I let go of the anger? I need to heal that belief. I need to change that belief. And that's about embodying who you truly are, you know, because we, as, as adults, our belief system, unless we've become conscious of why we believe what we believe, are passed on through the generations. So we're, we're given those beliefs as children in the world that we lived in then. And here we are as adults, the world's changed. Those beliefs, do they still serve us? And if they don't, how can we change them? And we need mm. to do some inner healing on what happened in our childhood um, because the, I mean, our parents were obviously parented by their parents with the same, the same thing. So we're, they parent, we all parent from a stance of these are the skills and knowledge we've got at this time. This is what we think is, is right at this time. And this is how we'll parent. And yeah. it's only as we go through life and learn, mm. actually, you know, looking back now, I did that because um, this had happened in my childhood. And I did that because that's where my parents did it. Is it the best? Well, possibly I could do something different now to make it slightly better or, or, you know, the world has changed. So it's about looking at who we are right here, right now and, and what beliefs we've got right here, right now. Do they work for us mm. or do we need to look at them and change them? I love that. It's like, you know, having it's all about self-awareness, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And and. Uh, of our lives are run through our subconscious mind on autopilot. So we never really think about what we do and we just do it. Like driving a car, we get in. We don't need to think about pressing the clutch down to move the gears and looking before we indicate. We just do it on autopilot. And that's how most of us run our lives. So we need to stop and look at why did I just do what I was doing or, or just become really conscious, really mindful in the minute. You know, I've got a cup of coffee and it, it feels warm in my hands. It smells great. It tastes great. And just be, you know, do that with, with life. Just yeah. be mindful. Yeah. And you, you so can. I was, um, I was reading a book recently, which I've, it's, uh, it's the second time I've read it. Um, what's it called? It's actually a money book. I guess it's called Dollars Flow Easy to Me. Have you heard of it? No. It's a really, it's actually a very thin book. Um, it's right. very easy to read. And um, what it talks about is ultimately the, it's about attracting money. But the, the guy, what he talks about is, um, you know, it's like, what are we wanting from money? Yeah, We're wanting the feelings that money brings. Yeah, we're not actually wanting money. We're wanting the feelings. And the feelings that you're wanting, you can actually have right now. And if you yes. want more money, you've just got to feel the feelings right now, the, the feelings that you want. And you can feel those feelings right here, right now. So just close your bloody eyes and actually feel it. So stupid. Like we're just, you know, we're sold this. You've got to go for this. Yeah. You've got to have this. You've got, You've got, to, got to have all that type of material stuff, yeah, yeah. to be happy. Yeah. But yeah. we can actually, we've got it right now. Absolutely. And, and that's the secret of manifesting. Mm. You know, manifesting anything mm-hmm. is about seeing what you want in the future bringing it right here, right now, as if I've got it right here, right now, I'm feeling the feelings of having it for more than 16 seconds. And that is the secret of manifesting. Feeling the feeling of having it. Yeah. Do you know Kelly Slater? Yeah, Kelly Slater. No, but I've heard of her. I will get Kelly Slater's a dude. (laughs) 
he's oh, like, right. he's like no, um, I've not heard of him. Oh, you probably have. You probably have. But he's he's like he's the the greatest of all time surfer. So he's he's a okay. household name. Most people have heard of him, right? Um, right. But when you said feeling the feelings, he's a, he's a surfer, but he made a song playing guitar, right. and the song's called "Feeling the Feeling." So just when you said that, I'm like, oh, there's Cali say oh, this song. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, but, but- Wait a minute. Would that require me to have a television to watch surfing to know who Kelly Slater is? Well, you've got a phone, you've got social media, you've got YouTube. <laughs> this is, this you can is look true. him up. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. So you wrote a book. I did. Um, yeah, I've awesome. written a book called Heal Yourself, which is my own healing journey over the years. So cool. Um, and 74 others healing. But it's healing from things that doctors said you can never heal from this. It's lifelong. It's permanent. Um, Like things like cancer, multiple sclerosis, ALS, as it's called in America, or motor neuron disease, as we call it in the UK. And then there's depression, eczema, psoriasis, ulcerative colitis. Um, I've had one gentleman in America heal from a stroke and got all his functioning back and went back to play ice hockey. Um, we can heal from from anything we've just got to want to heal uh this this manifesting again we've got to understand why we've become sick what's underpinning um of the reason why we're manifesting these symptoms this disease and how to to do some inner healing because it's not just about healing the physical you know the fresh air and the sunshine and the fresh fruit and vegetables and the hydration helps on a physical level but we've also got to look at the spiritual um, and mental levels as well. We've got to heal it on a, on all three physical, mental, and spiritual and emotional levels. Yeah. You know, we can't just heal in the physical healing in the physical tends to not be permanent. We've got to look at all the other um, bodies. And yeah, awesome. heal those. You know, I think like it's, it's never been more important to be open, open in life with, exploring options and what i mean by that this is applying literally to everything for example i really think these days the best thing that's going to serve you is being open to the information that you're gathering but not taking it as it's the one and only way so for example if you go see a doctor and they go you gotta do this you listen to them and you go, cool, I've heard your voice and message and I'm not dismissing it. I'm going to listen to it, but I'm also going to go, what are these people over here saying? And listen yeah. to that. And it's like, you know, say you go on, you listen, for example, if you watch the news, they're only sharing one bit of information and people are watching it and going, okay, that's fact. Yeah. But guess what? Yeah. There's two sides to every story. Sometimes there's three or four. So listening Absolutely. to other sides, I think in yeah. these days, why? Because messages and news and everything like that are so fabricated and there's bias going on between everything like Absolutely. that. It's dangerous for you to listen just to one side. Um, so, you know, if, you know, for anyone listening to this and there may be what Sarah and I are talking about, it seems a little bit out there and maybe you, you haven't really been open in the past to this type of message. I would seriously encourage you to explore like Sarah did, um, you know, 20 odd years ago, 15 odd years ago, 
go out there and explore what we're talking about here. Just be open to it. Doesn't mean you have to go on the side and do exactly what we're talking about here and dismiss the doctors and the medical industry, right? We're not saying that, but as in go out there and just be open to the possibilities. And then once you've done that, then you make the decision based off what your heart says, because your heart knows. Yeah. 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 But also understand your normalcy bias because, you know, we, we live our lives within normalcy bias. So we look yeah. for things that fit within what we understand, how we understand the world works. And we just dis- tend to dismiss anything outside of that. So it's about, mm. as you said, be open-minded and go, well, can I explore that? You know, rec- in, in other times I would have gone, no, that's a load of rubbish. But can I explore that and look at what underpins that? And understand that, you know, yes, I'm. this is what my world looks like. But actually, if I take my blinkers off, there's a whole bigger world outside there. But it needs exploring. And try, you know, go be open, try something. I've just had um, friends have some acupuncture. And it's and they've, they've always said, oh, I would never do that. I would never do that. It's a load of rubbish. And now they've had it like, oh, my God, I feel like, like a different person if it's so wonderful well why didn't you do it 20 years ago when i suggested it (laughs) (laughs) so because like um my wife yeah like she had complications and the doctors said well you've got to go on this and then we like she'd been on the pill for seven years and we're kind of like well the pill stuffed your body up we don't just go straight into going down you know the fertility clinics and all that we go, we want to try and heal naturally. And um, guess what? Courtney went down the path of being natural and she went to acupuncture. And um, it wasn't a straightforward process, but she's pregnant now. And we could That's have done fantastic. what most other people do and just go, hey, let's take more medicine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm, 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 why? I'm so on the side of what you're talking about, Sarah. And, for example, with me, it's not like I dismiss doctors now, but I mean, growing up, it was almost because my mom was a nurse um, and she's basically like, hey, the the message that she taught me was that you listen to the doctors, they know right, they know everything. So I've grown up on the same thing, taking tablets for everything, taking, you know, every time I got a headache, I'd take a Panadol or a headache tablet, whatever you call it down in in Spain. That's how I grew up. But then- I don't know. I've woken up to this why, and it's been personally touching me in my life with my mate who I lost, who taught me that there's more to this stuff through healing naturally through my dad now where, well, my dad's not really, you know, he's kind of the old school way where you just follow the doctors, right? But me seeing that and like the ludicrous between why aren't you, why are you being fed crappy foods Two, what we went through with our pregnancy, right? So constantly I've been, Basically, my eyes are opening up to this natural healing world that us as humans, amazing, amazing bodies, amazing everything about us. And we've been built to fight this stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really unbelievable. I'm, I'm, I'm so, that's why I really wanted to speak to you, Sarah, because I'm passionate about it. So passionate about it. And I want yeah. more people to hear this and find out about it. And I really want people to be open to this stuff. Yeah, um, so. Yeah, like where can where can people find you if they want to check you out? Um, I know your book your book's on Amazon as well, yeah. Yeah, on Amazon worldwide, heal yourself. Um, if you type in my name, Sarah Dawkins, D A W K I N S, 
my book comes up in English, uh, Spanish and Dutch. Um, I've got French and Greek translations on the go at the moment. So, and I'm looking into other languages. Um, so, you know, see, si, si. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> uh, I speak a bit. I get by. Um, yeah. I'm on Instagram as sarah.dawkins.health. I'm on Facebook as Sarah Dawkins. Um, but yeah. I think you need fax, uh, forward slash Dawkins S-E, D-A-W-K-I-N-S-S-E. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as Sarah Dawkins. Um, and you can, my website is uh, my name, sarahdawkins.com. And my email is on my website, but it's sarahdawkins at pm.me. Cool. What I'll do, Sarah, can you send me all of those? Because in the show notes of this episode, I'll actually pop them in there. So people have the options there, depending on where they're listening to this and what platform they use. And if they want to check out your book and everything like that, is there anything you wanted to leave us on? Um, most diseases come and, and health problems come from inflammation. So if you can detoxify your environment because the toxins also cause inflammation, use natural products and eat whole natural foods, you will reduce inflammation in your body. Most of us are magnesium deficient because of the, the lack of magnesium in the soil. Magnesium is its biggest job is to reduce inflammation. So it will help your shoulder and your elbow. Um, really? So magnesium, I, I like to call it a miracle mineral because it, mm. it's it's needed for over 300 processes in our body. Um, and I prefer magnesium oil to magnesium tablets because it's more natural and it's readily absorbed through the skin. Yeah. Magnesium really, really helps to reduce inflammation um, and it gives you the feel good. It reduces anxiety and it helps promote sleep too. So if, if there was a supplement I would recommend, it would be magnesium. So um, oil, I should go out there and get some magnesium oil. Magnesium oil. You can make your own from magnesium chloride, hexahydrate flakes and distilled water of equal quantities. Right. It is so important for health is magnesium. Yeah. And it's really difficult to overdose on. So is that something where like I would take it and then once I'm healed in my body's, I'd stop or you recommend you just keep taking it? I use it every day on my body. I make it myself and I use it every day. Oh, um, is it? Is it, sorry, it's do you a, digest it or you rub it on? You rub it on. All oh, right, okay. It's not really an oil. It's like water. It's just the name's oil, but rub it on. If it yeah. stings, it's because you're magnesium deficient or your skin yeah. is sore. Yeah. Um, so I would, I, I highly recommend magnesium oil. It's fabulous. The body is so in need of it. Yes. Yeah, um, hydrate, eat well. You know, if it grows, eat it. If it's made, don't eat it or reduce the amount of times you eat it. Get outside, have some sunshine, some fresh air, do some conscious, deep, slow breathing every day. Um, do something that is fun. Do something that you enjoy to do. Meet with friends, um, you know, boost your joy. Fill yourself mm. with, with, with happiness. Do things that make you happy. Um, and, and try and live in the moment. You know, the, the past has gone. Um, and I work with my clients to heal their past. We don't have to revisit everything to heal it, mm. but, but heal your past, let go of it, live in the moment. And just every day, every moment's a new moment. Every day's a new day. You know, don't try to pull yourself out, try to pull yourself out of the future because the future's not here yet. And when it comes, the future will just be another now moment right here, right now. 
Mm. every moment is a now moment so try and be in those moments try and be more conscious of what's going on in your life right here right now let go of the past let go of the future live in the moment and choose joy because we have a choice of our thoughts and we can choose our feelings and our emotions so choose what serves you choose wisely thank you so much sarah been absolute honor thank you so much for coming on i've um, got heaps out of this um fabulous thank you for having me just like a um a reminder to do certain things um i love that little line that you said about boost your joy i can imagine me wearing a t-shirt saying boost your joy it's almost like one of those things you have a little bumper sticker on your car boost your joy such a simple but so powerful little message there boost your joy Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.